Welcome to episode 11 of the Toledo Matters podcast. We hope you guys had a good holiday break. Um, I know we did. And so welcome back to the show. Uh, with us, as always, is Bob Tucker and Danny Woodcock and myself, Nathan Lewis. Uh, welcome back after the holidays. Uh, we're back. We're excited to be back. We have uh, with us today Dr. Sharon Gaber, who is the current uh, president of the University of Toledo. So we're yep. we're very excited to have her on the show. Definitely. And, uh, hopefully you guys all enjoy our conversation with her. We had to use some of Danny's um, private workshop time yeah. to squeeze her in, but yeah. we made it work. You want to tell people how that happened, Danny? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, there's an epic Toledo summit every year. It's a huge professional development program here in Toledo. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Epic Toledo puts it on. And towards the end of it, they do somewhat of a drawing to pick uh, you know, one of the epic members or attendees of the summit to be matched up with one of the community leaders as a mentor. And lo and behold, I ended up with Dr. Gaber and I screamed really loud during the luncheon ceremony and everyone looked at me like I was a fool. <laughs> huh, <laughs> but it was really fun. Very... You're an excitable boy. That's all. <laughs> to quote Warren I think Zeebon. I have to edit a lot of those out in the show as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. That's my bad. But uh, she was great. She was we we're so grateful that she just said, you know what? I'd love to come in. I'd love to do that with you guys. We met in her office and we drove down here together and well, we really hope you enjoy the interview and hopefully she gives us those tickets she was telling us about. I know. Uh, Dr. Gaber, if you're listening. <laughs> so, uh, so how was your guys' break? Oh man, mine was fantastic. Yeah. Just sitting at home, hanging out with grandma, enjoying two weeks off work. Bob, how was uh, Chicago? Chicago was, um, it was good. It was busy. Uh, I was exhausted by the end of my week there. Uh, for those who don't know, my, my wife's is from Chicago and her family's there, and, and we were there for Chicago, for Christmas. And um, my kids decided that'd be the week that they didn't sleep well. Um, <laughs> of course. So th- them not sleeping means my wife and I don't sleep. And then on top of that, we were just so dang busy with family and the holidays. I, mm-hmm. I was exhausted by the time I got back. But it was, it was a good Christmas, and... Uh, Good New Year's. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, my wife and I barely made it to midnight on New Year's Eve, uh, just sitting on our couch at home. So, my, like, yeah, we, yeah, we did a stay home and eat steak. Uh, I did a um, bacon grease Ooh. pan seared ribeye and some twice baked potatoes, and nice. Steph was asleep by nine twenty. Talk dirty. Well, you know that's midnight. You know somewhere over the Atlantic, right? Right. Right. <laughs> I did shook her at midnight so she could watch the ball drop and then she you know <laughs> yeah. fell back asleep yeah yeah <laughs> every year i miss the ball drop what, what were you doing <laughs> me yeah i years. was just at a family party probably seven or eight of us food for probably 50 people and anything after 11 o'clock i really don't remember and can't be held accountable for. <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh that to be young <laughs> what about you nate i yeah just the, the steak dinner man we stayed in didn't do anything you guys, which, which was nice yeah. actually, <laughs> after after all of the holiday stuff and you know yeah. consoling my grandma because Bob luckily beat hey her now. in yes. the championship. Yes. Champion. You won the fantasy football yeah, championship. Yeah, I beat his grandma in the championship. And game. Your grandmother even, was in the championship. She was, and she was very excited <laughs> because she should have won, but she didn't. Bob didn't even set his lineup, and his defense scored thirty five points, Cardinals? which is not <clears throat> it's unheard of. Was that the Cardinals? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, it was the Cardinals <laughs> yeah. against Green Bay. Yeah, uh, one of our loyal fans, Doug Millette, ended up winning his league because yeah. of the Cardinals defense. Told me yeah, so. Bob's mean, happy, and my grandma is absolutely <laughs> devastated. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next year, Grandma. Maybe but congrats, Bob, on your thank on your you. fantasy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, one real important question for you guys: you Get anything good for Christmas? Um, I got a telescope actually. Ooh, yeah. My parents got. We just redid our deck back here, and uh, so my parents got me like a 
like a real telescope. You know, it's not one of the little yeah, like yeah, yeah. ones that doesn't work. It's like it has all the special tuning <laughs> knobs. You should talk and to my brother. Stuff. My brother has one of those. And he's in, he's yeah, into that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it seems complicated. It came with some like software and things. <laughs> yeah, and I was looking at it. And I was like, yeah. oh, boy. software? Your telescope? Yeah. Well, because you have to know like the latitude and longitude oh, of the yeah, of where it. the planets are to date and all that stuff. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. But it's pretty nifty when you when you have a clear night and you can see. Stuff. Yeah, like this yeah. Jupiter's rings and stuff like yeah. that for Jupiter sure. Jupiter has rings. <laughs> so that was like my big gift, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know what did I get. I got got some scotch. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. I, I was yeah. out. Uh, Bring that in next time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got some Bluetooth headphones that I'm excited about. Ooh, awesome! Yeah, because my headphone jack on my phone is jacked. So I, I did. <laughs> yeah, is it just full of lint or is it? Well, yeah. we'll look at it after. Yeah, I took it. To, it's a long story. Okay. It's, it's busted. Trust me. <laughs> I, I cracked my phone over break. So oh well, there yeah. you go. Awesome. How about you, Danny? Anything cool? I bought myself an Xbox on Black Friday and just continued to cool. waste all of my nights. Yeah, losing in FIFA. Yeah, I see that. You're always you're always in FIFA, and you're, the score is always like six to two against I, you. I'm in what's called the FIFA slump right now, and it makes me want to break everything in my house. I do like that the you know the new Xbox. You could always see what people were doing, but now mm-hmm. you can see like what they're doing and in and the, the in game score. And that's how bad on. Danny's yeah. losing. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty crazy. Uh, I, so I signed my lease to the new apartment, and one one bedroom has a private bathroom and a private hallway with three closets. The other one has a stairwell that's been converted to a closet, so there's a downstairs closet and upstairs closet. So we obviously played for the bathroom and the closets. We played a 16-game series, and I lost <laughs> 11 to 5. Oh. Um, so do you Aaron have one Bernie, of the rooms? You with, can suck it. Do you have one of the uh, apartments with like the super high lofted ceilings in that building? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. actually 15 feet tall. Ceiling. Yeah, I used to... You know Steve, uh, Steve Schmidt, right, Bob? Yeah, I know Schmidt. Yeah, he used to live there. We used to do like some Dungeons & Dragons... Uh, events at his place there and that was always fun yeah so we're talking about danny's moving downtown so downtown yeah, to the LaSalle building right yeah you don't want no beef bo- yeah downtown yeah Sorry. that's cool well without all right any well further we'll, ado. we'll stop yeah. boring you with our, our stories <laughs> and we'll get right to this thing here's dr gaber With us today, we have Dr. Sharon Gaber, the 17th president of the University of Toledo, Woo! and I, I believe the first female president of the University of Toledo. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Well, welcome to our, Very cool. our little home studio, and thank you for Pleasure being to, to have do the you podcast. Here. Thank sure. you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. And Appreciate I, it. I think Danny convinced you to come here through some <laughs> sort of uh, machinations. He had won some sort of coaching session. Is that right? He did, yeah. And, yeah. and we've we've only coached a little bit, but he got me here. That yeah. was... <laughs> Good job, Dan. I'm not. I'm not sure I've changed his life, but uh, <laughs> well, you never know what could change a person's life. Yeah. But she showed show. me my new house. Oh, it's huge. There you go. <laughs> so uh, you're not from Toledo, right? I am not. No, I grew up in Southern California, but most recently I was at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. So I've been. I've been to several universities, and part of what we were talking about in this coaching thing is what do you think you're going to be when you grow up and what <laughs> what that looks like. I thought I was going to be a professor. Sure. That's where I was headed. And then I started going into administration and found that I was 
decently talented in it. <laughs> and so, you know, I was at the University of Nebraska, and then I went to Auburn University, and then I went to the University of Arkansas, and now I'm here at the University of Toledo. And were those all administrative positions, or were you teaching? I was a faculty member at Nebraska, and then became an administrator while I was there and then moved into the other positions as an administrator. So at Arkansas, I was the provost of the university for six years. And when you did teach, what was your area of scholarship? Uh, city planning. City planning. Right. So I'm a city planner by discipline. All right. I never took any sort of civil, any sort of city planning classes. So I well, it's not a, I don't think it's a common yeah. uh, discipline. I started <laughs> off undergrad as an economics major. And then I took an urban economics class, wow. which was all about how we think about how the economy in a city works. And it really excited me. So I sort of went down that path. And for a while, I worked for the city planning department for the city of Long Beach, California. And and I realized I wanted to be a professor rather than working at a planning and zoning <laughs> counter. So <laughs> who would have thought, right? Yeah. And then, um, okay, so you taught, you said at Nebraska, and, mm -hmm. and then you were in the south of it. So now you're up in the Midwest. Did That's you right. have any ties to the central Midwest or I didn't. Toledo or no, anything? Or? No, I got a call and said, would I be interested? And I, I did a little hunting and looking around at sure. Toledo, and I thought, you know, it's a great school, and it's got all these great programs. It's got a great college of business and innovation and a great college of engineering and nursing and arts and sciences, and then it's got pharmacy and a med school. And, and that awesome law school, right, Bob? Uh, yes. Yeah, for full disclosure, I, I went to the law school there. Okay. I, did, I didn't go there for undergrad. I know Danny went there for undergrad. Yes. And Nate... Uh, I, I'm, an, I'm an electrical engineering alumni. Excellent. From yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's our relationship with it, I guess. Yeah. I um, see you took down our usual artwork for uh, Toledo <laughs> Rockets banner. In I here. did. <laughs> well, we had to put up some Rockets gear, yeah, right? That's right. Some rocket nice. Stuff yeah. Good call. And that was a good spot for it. We thought, yeah, but, I like it. Yeah, we, we, for those who can't see, obviously, this is a podcast. We put up Nate put up a little rockets banner, and it's a little flimsy and falling. Yeah, I have the same exact one better. in my bedroom. Seriously, I think it was from when I graduated. They gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, nice. they got a little gift bag with okay. like the thing that doesn't have your diploma inside of it. Ah, oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that fake thing. The, yeah, <laughs> the sign up for alumni association. <laughs> so okay, and this is your full first school ah, first semester here at UT, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I started July 1. July 1. And did you move here much before that? Did you have some time to get used to the I, city at all? I came or? about three weeks before that and spent some time learning how to drive around and where you go. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, you go to a new town and it's figuring out how do you get to work? Where are the grocery stores? Where are you yep. going to have your hair done or that yeah. sort of thing? So, a lot of yeah. things that people who are, who've lived here forever take for granted. Right, right. right. How to avoid C-Core. Yes. Yeah. Like and I mean, yeah. the, with the bicycle wheel, we don't have a grid system. So I know when I first moved here from Colorado, you're just like, how did I go down this road and now I'm over here? Like, right. it doesn't make any <laughs> right. sense. Yeah. Monroe Street screws up people, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But So how has your first semester been? I've enjoyed it. I think it's been great. I mean, we're, you know, we're plugging along. We, I mean, obviously... Mm -hmm. Great football season. That yeah. was fantastic. Yep. Good people that I'm working with. I'm kind of building my team right now. We've got some consultants in looking at our enrollment so that we will be up in the future. And, you know, my hope is that we're going to continue to plug along. We're going to start a capital campaign to increase our endowment and our fundraising efforts. And I mean, all sorts of good things going on. It's just getting all the right people in and then moving sort of in the same yep. direction at the same time. 
Is it sort of, this is probably a bad analogy, but is it sort of like when uh, a college head coach changes and they bring <laughs> in, well, not to bring up a sore subject, but, yeah. but, Thanks. <laughs> but, and, and they take with them a lot of their staff, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, was that similar at all for you? You brought in some people that you were already comfortable with or? Well, no, actually. So when I got here, there were several people in interim positions and really I'm looking to fill some of those interim positions. I didn't bring anybody specifically with me. So the difference between the football analogy, if I did, I think some of the people on campus would feel like I'm not going through an open hiring process. So I'm very clear about wanting to be open and wanting people to participate. So we're doing a provost search and in the spring we will have finalists on campus. We're doing a chief financial officer search and we'll have finalists. We're doing a VP for enrollment services search. So, I mean, everybody's going to have a chance to participate and have a say in it and that sort of thing. It sounds like a a big time consuming part of your first year. (laughs) Getting the team together. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, so what do you think of Toledo? Now that you've been here a little bit. I'm loving it. I, yeah. I can say, I mean, so part of how I met Danny was through um, Epic Toledo, through the chamber. And so I'm on the chamber's board. I'm on the regional growth partners board. We have this academic affiliation that we did with ProMedica. So I have the opportunity through... Wow working with these three organizations, really, and obviously ProMedica is involved with the other two organizations, but I've met a a vast number of people, and the business community is fantastic, the campus community is fantastic, so I I really feel like I've been integrated pretty quickly into the community. Right on. Um, One of our listeners wants to know, what do you think is UT's biggest opportunity related to growth and raising the national profile Thanks to Doug Millette for submitting that question. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I think I think we've got strong demand in a lot of areas. And right just today, I had the opportunity to um, talk about whether we increase the size of our nursing program because we're turning away students. So we know that there are certain areas, just because of their budgets and the number of faculty that we have, we can't handle more students. I think in engineering, there's high demand. Oh, yeah. In business, there's high demand. In nursing, there's high demand. And there are probably a few other areas that we need to strategically invest in. And we will. Cool. Great answer. So what, you're living in Ottawa Hills, correct? That is correct, yes. The university in in April, the university bought a new house. The former president's house is on the market currently. And the new house... Um, we have it's it's geared toward entertaining. It's got some a large amount of open space and people come in and you know, as we talk about doing more fundraising and capital campaign, we'll have more people come around and we've done quite a bit this fall. Anytime you're having big parties, I live right around the corner. You're you're so. available <laughs> yeah. to come. I'll bring some wine. I okay, good, good. So you got a house as your signing bonus? That well, it's not a signing bonus <laughs> yeah. and it's not my house. So I, I'm the good fortune of being a tenant there. Right. Okay. Um yeah, cool. so it's not mine, but the university foundation owns it, and I live there. And um, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it is. But I will actually, and let me, uh, you know, as people think about it, I have the good fortune of paying tax associated with that. So, you know, I, it's it's um, part of my responsibilities to be there and to be able to host things. So I'll have things there, sometimes three and four nights a week. 
Um, which wow. is great because then people are coming in and, you know, yeah. hopefully we're generating interest in being able to give to the university. Oh, absolutely. If it's anything like you told me it was in your office, they probably enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. No, I think it, <laughs> I think it's quite nice. Yeah. So other than a house, what would you say might be some of the amazing benefits that you get to your new job for us common folks who casually get Christmas bonuses? <laughs> well, I don't get a Christmas bonus, right? Ooh, I win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people talk all the time about um, president's salaries and that sort of thing. And I know it's in the paper. And yet it's part of what, when you start thinking about, you know, what do salaries commonly look like? So it's it's a good salary, obviously, but what I'd say the benefits really are, are the connections with people across the community and my being able, you know, what a treat to be on a podcast, huh? <laughs> There's a benefit. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Our Sell that one hard, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, plug it everywhere. More. Uh, sponsor us. Listen, like listen to this podcast. <laughs> right. So I'm curious uh, about, I guess, the the selection process. I know, I mean, it was in the paper here yeah. a bit mm-hmm. about, oh, final, here are the finalists and they're coming in and all that. Right. W- was there some focus that they were really looking for for in a new president? Like, were they really focusing on enrollment or, well, or fundraising I, or? I, I think it's all of the above. Yeah. So mm-hmm. part of what you have is a great university and there are pieces that we really need to to strengthen. The enrollment piece, when I got here, and it wasn't until after I arrived that we discovered we were down in enrollment. Well, so then we start talking about, well, what are we going to do about that? Turns out it's the fifth year of declining enrollment. We shouldn't be having that. Yeah. Part of the explanation is that the teenage population in Ohio is declining, and we know that. On the other hand, Bowling Green's enrollment was up. So it's not as though they're taking their students from a different market area than we are. Mm -hmm. We just have to do it in a different way, in a smarter way, and make sure that we're getting our message out. Bowling Green is pretty good about saying, well, we're a, a ranked university. We need to be saying, we are a university with an extensive set of programs, everything from the arts to medicine and everything in between. And we're probably the most affordable university in the state of Ohio. I mean, when you look at law schools and you're talking about going to law school, (laughs) we have the most affordable law school. Well, and and for me, at least when I was there, there was this great program where they paid your tuition if you had an LSAT above a certain score. Which is even better. It was was really affordable for me. (laughs) Right. Well, that's good. But I, I mean, I think people ought to be thinking, you know, even if you live in Toledo and you think, well, I want to go to way to, to school, you can be away on campus and not have to be at home. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't, you, you can have the college going away experience and live on this beautiful campus and be able to be exposed to all of these disciplines that some schools don't have, which is unique and, yeah. and have great faculty who care about their students. So. Mm-hmm. They just built a new dorm right on Douglas, didn't they? We're right on the corner of Douglas and Door. It's, You're talking about Edge Eleven Twenty? Is, is that a dorm or is no? That no that's an apartment. Yeah, oh, okay. that's, those are apartments, but uh, they look pretty rad. Nice. Yeah, right. Rad. And and it's all students that are living there. Right, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, one thing I've noticed a lot is the, the built the building up of, the, of that door corridor mm-hmm. in the past few years, which. I go to church at Corpus Christi, which is right there. So it's okay, it's nice. nice to see that kind of. Yeah. You put the little what are they called a uh, a thing in the middle it has a specific name. I can't think the of divider? it. Divider? No, that's like a the fan. median. The median. Nice. Yeah, yeah, there's a different name for it too. Oh really? <laughs> it's like a median that's fancy. Hey, it has you, a name. I can't think of it. Oh well. Did um, there used to be a Triangle Fraternity House mm-hmm. down Door Street, and I think that's Door. Yeah, that's Door. 
across mm-hmm. from like where the Wendy's used to be. And there's mm-hmm. it, it now it's just an empty stretch of land. And rumor had it that the university had owned that. Do you know? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just wondering what's going to go in there. Because right now know. it's just flat grassland. Yeah. Don't know. Well, there goes that one. Sorry. No, no, no <laughs> worries. Um, Before we were talking about, though, the kind of movement in education. And one thing I've noticed with, you know, young people like myself, we tend to learn a lot online. Right. Have you seen any kind of trends that kind of say, hey, we're moving in this direction? And if, if you are moving that way, what are some of the some of the best practices you might have found to combat whatever type of online educational resources there are, or not combat, but kind of stay relevant to? Well, I think we're paying attention. Part of in the first five months that I've been here, I've said, well, tell us, tell me what we have and what's our game plan associated with it. So, and you know, having taken online classes, and I think anyone who does, first of all, if the class doesn't excite you, it's awfully hard to stay disciplined to do the coursework. So anytime you do an online class, it's got to be engaging. And a hybrid class is probably a better model so that you're doing some lectures face-to-face, you're doing some online classes. Now, that doesn't work if you're not local, right? Right. But if you're doing three on-campus classes and you had another one or two either hybrid or online, um, it would be worthwhile. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times for freshmen or freshmen and sophomores, it's hard to think about whether they're disciplined enough oh, yeah. to to say, okay, here's the way, you know, especially if the faculty member says, okay, well, you know, you have however long you want to do your work. It's got to be structured. It's got to be engaging. Yep. There has to be good conversation going. I think part of it, and you think back to your college days, <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's lots of things that, where your mind went just that. But, you know, part of the college experience is interacting with people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so sure. anytime somebody does a fully online degree, a lot of times they may be non-traditional students because they don't have the time to, to do an on-campus degree. Mm-hmm. Part of, for your traditional age group, part of what you what what we want, what I'd say I would like for them is the opportunity to interact with people because it's a growing time period. You're learning to be away from your family and to sort of grow up as a person. Well, and also learning how to get out of your bubble. Right, right. right. Yeah. You know, I, Working I, with the team and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Sure. Meeting different types of people. Yeah, learning what being social is. Right, Especially, right. I can't imagine, when I was a freshman, a lot of students were just bad at interacting with yeah. other people versus their screens. I can't imagine what it is like now. Yeah, well, it, and for me, you know, I, I was from Toledo the whole time, and I go away to D.C. to a, to a school, and then mm-hmm. I'm with people from all over the world. Right. And it, it was, that, I mean, when I tell people about my college experience and, and what was good about it and what I really appreciate about it, it was, I always start with, I met amazing people and, and yeah. amazing friends mm-hmm. and, and doing just a online schooling doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and it's, but, I, you know, I was thinking about this and you think about the whole like show catfish on MTV, mm-hmm. right? So here's, Tell here's me this you person. That show. I have watched it because <laughs> I'm fascinated by this. I mean, you think about what you can do and the way that you can fool people, not that people do that academically, but it's, you build an entirely different persona than who you are. Yeah. And if those people actually socialized with people, right? How much better off they would be. Mm-hmm. So so it's got to be that there's a careful balance. Online education has a place and it's not going to go away, but it really probably has a place more for non-traditional learners who have 
gotten to a place where they can figure out either how to be more social or they've they've gotten their life together in a different way. Uh, I mean, I, I still think about an 18 or 19 year old. It's just probably not the best idea, at least right. to do that yeah. full time. Yeah. And it's not all just about getting the degree. I mean, these days there's a lot of people who have degrees who don't have jobs because they're just not good at what they're trying to get a job in. And, you know, just taking a bunch of online classes where you kind of skipped all the steps you could just to pass the online test at right. the end of right. the four days doesn't make you good at your position. It doesn't make you, like you know, involved. Although there probably are people who then have a regular, they went to school, they have a bachelor's degree, now they could get an online certificate sure. or something yeah. else that would make them much better qualified Absolutely. to be able. But, so I don't want to sound like I'm bashing online education but, because it has a place. Yeah. It's just got to be for the right people at the right time. Not 18-year-olds. Pro- probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I can say from experience, you don't do well yeah. at 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had some my freshman yeah. year that I'm, sh- I'm sure I passed The only D them, but... I ever got. <laughs> right. Online logic. Well, and part of it is you don't have somebody who's sitting there looking you looking you in the eye and sure. saying, "I expect to see you in class. I'm looking forward to it. Here are the tests." I mean, yep, exactly. You know, yeah. the, a good faculty member connects with you in that way. Yeah, it's like you kind of want to do good to right. this professor who's you know spending time to teach you, and right. then when someone's not there, you're just kind of like, oh, "I'll do this hungover yeah. Friday morning, whatever." Right. <laughs> just get by. So, did you feel a little conflicted when UT beat Arkansas? <laughs> Not at all. I, it was great. I went to that game. I was down there, and well, I was just—I was just telling Danny. My daughter goes to Ar- Arkansas. Yeah. So she actually came and sat with me. She wore blue ah. and sat with me and said, "You know what? I, I'm really, you know, proud of you. Proud of the university, and want you guys to do well." So it was great. Great. Cool. And I saw bunches of people that I knew, including their former athlete. You know, their my <laughs> former colleague and their athletic director and their board members and it was it was good yeah they all wish you well they did <laughs> good deal one thing i noticed as a um as a student sometimes it just seemed like our student section wasn't wasn't popping at the football games or anything like that basketball games we came out in full force too but is there anything that you've thought about or that we might be working on well to kind of get more and and i don't i don't even know what it is well you know so this this year we we did have some um great success with football. We had yeah. three pep rallies on campus. Oh, I, I remember. You... I came to one of those. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I've had a couple of people say that's the most students I've seen in the middle of the yeah. quad on campus at any given time. One faculty member said, I've been here 20 years. I've never seen this many people gather here before. Wow. So it was really nice and it had good energy, good vibe from that. I think it's cool. it's continuing to get people excited and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's tricky because we've got lots of other competitors in terms of things to do. Yeah. And and I hope we continue our success because I think students, I mean, even the game the day after Thanksgiving, and I don't know how many people, if, if either of you went to that or any of you went to that. I was at home. I mean, there were, there were some students there and that was hard yeah. to think about getting students there the day after Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I remember it was kind of a It was day, rainy. You know? Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Great I, game I, up I was... Until the end, but. Yeah. <laughs> I was at least impressed that students do come out. And I think we, mm-hmm. we do pretty well in terms of attendance compared to a lot of the Mac schools. So Good. I always have a blast, whether it be at the tailgate or at the game. Yes. It's always a good time. Uh, one thing, this is our tough, hard-hitting journalistic question. Okay. <laughs> and 
I want to know. You've only been here a little while, uh-huh. but is there a favorite hidden gem of Toledo that you might have that you'd like to share with our world? Or at least just your favorite or... place so far. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. that struck you like, yeah, wow, I guess you wow really this is in Toledo. I can't not. believe that they have X, Y, Z. Anything? Well, you know, I guess what I'd say is one thing that's really nice are the metro parks. And I got to go to the one down off of Central and um, Wild, it's, that's Wildwood? pretty close. Yeah, Wildwood. Yeah. So that's close to where I live. I can walk there, take my dog there. I've been there several times walking right around. And like, who would think? I've had I've had people from out of town come and just go walk around there because it's beautiful. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, we get yeah. we get that answer quite a bit on the show. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you? Yeah. Oh, dang it. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Okay. That, I think that was one of our answers when we did. Yeah. 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 Too. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, you know, so now I'll put in a plug. We were talking earlier about women's basketball. I got to go meet the women's basketball team today, actually, cool. and go talk to them. And part of what the coach said to them is, here's the first female president. You know, think about dream big and, and work hard and that sort of thing. So I'll put in a plug to go see women's basketball, too. We you go. were talking about men's basketball. I'm going to be going to both. I think it's important that we keep supporting UT throughout the year. And yeah, I agree. I guess I don't follow these close. These things closely enough. Has the basketball season started yet? Or no? Yes, it has. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Do they all have right. like a regular schedule of when their games are? Or is it kind of all over the place? Basketball is weird in that it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Some days they're is. in town. Some Check days the internet. Night. It's probably on the website. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Rockets.com. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get seats to your presidential booth, right? No. Of course, no. yes, yes, you're in. Yes. yes, that's how we do it. Does the is there a president? Is there a booth uh, for the? Um, is there a box for the in, for the basketball court? There is. There's the president's box. We usually use it, and I, like, I don't go to all the games, so I've got tickets that are down because I. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. almost more fun to sit in the, right. in the stands. Sure. Yeah, and definitely. then there's a president's box where they'll do fundraising and colleges will use it and that sort of thing. They'll bring some people in yes. and show them a good time. Yeah. How's the, how's the sense. box on the, for the football stadium? It is nice. Very yeah. nice. So, <laughs> Out yeah. of the cold. Yeah. <laughs> right. doesn't, doesn't Toledo have like one of the biggest um, media sections at their stadium or something? Yes. I read. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And that's right next to the president's box, so you can see it from where. Right we are. on. Yep. So, have you kept up with city planning at all? Or you? <laughs> you know, I mean, to a certain degree, I yeah. still read things and that sort of thing, but not. I mean, there, not. there's a lot going on here in Toledo, and I know, you know, we were talking about what the mud hens have done downtown and Henville, Hensville, oh, Hensville, and yeah. amazing, and then thinking about Prometica moving downtown. That's great, and you know, then I've kept up with the mayor now winning the election and that she's got her term and thinking about how she's going to fulfill some of the things that she said. So, I mean, it's, it's an exciting time in Toledo, I think. We agree. I think definitely. it seems seems like your job does have a little bit of city planning overlap to it almost. I, I think you're right in a lot of ways. So if you take the university as a city and then you take all, I've got, you know, I've got 5,000 people who live on campus. I've got a police force. I've got to think about, when water mains break, I've got sure. to think about security. <laughs> yeah. I've got to, I've, I've well, got a new I mean, construction. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. So I think so there are right. lots of lots of elements of that. Cool. Well, Dr. Gaber, thank you very much for coming on our podcast. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having and me. Good luck the rest of the school year. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us for episode 11 of the Toledo Matters podcast. And we hope to have you guys with us next time.